0: Well, howdy doody, Kate. Listen, where the hell you been, girl? I have been living my best life. You know, I heard that about you. And then sleeping in between.
1: Very nice. So no, really, what's been going on?
0: It's been a long time. It has been a minute or two, but it's good stuff has been going on in the interim. Awesome. Yeah, so it's been summer. We've
1: had a little bit of a break. We've regrouped and we've thought a lot and we're starting some new stuff with our podcast. And uh, today we're starting that with what we're calling our microsode. So you guys may have heard before on other podcasts where people do mini episodes. So this is our version of that. We're calling it the microsode because, you know, it's a little bit medical and we're a little bit medical. Um, So our microsodes are basically going to be short little episodes where we respond to your emails, follow up on information from previous podcasts, check in. It's just going to be sort of like that. Remember that question box in health class and everyone would write funny questions, make the health teacher answer them. I went to Catholic school. They
0: didn't, we didn't even have health class. They just said, keep your legs closed and your skirt down.
1: Well, listen, Mr. Bontempo, God rest his soul, uh, let us put whatever we wanted in that little box, and he answered it. And so this is kind of our version of that. So uh, welcome, everyone. And we're going to dive in after uh, PR gives us a little update.
0: I'm excited about that. We have a couple of announcements that we want you guys to be on the lookout for. We're going to be um, introducing a new theme song, so listen for it because it will be exciting and you will be humming it in the shower while you're preparing to listen. (laughs) Um, Some new topics that we will be delving into uh, for this upcoming season will include uh, pelvic pain. We are going to do an episode on doulas. On the, an episode on the LGBTQIA plus community uh, exam jam, because we need to talk about what you get done. And girl, you're due for an annual, I think. No, excuse me, I had one. (laughs) Just last week, I did. She went. I'm due. She I'm went due. digging for gold. So speak for yourself.
1: We're going to talk about what to do when you rip the paper on the table because that's what I always do. Oh, are you sweaty?
0: <laughs> I get so sweaty. No, I don't. I don't get sweaty. I'm just like, come on. We just talk about everything. And anyhow, <laughs> um, anyhow, we're also going to be talking about uh, midwife wars because there have been some wars. Going on between in the midwifery community that you all might find of interest because it isn't all uh, peaches and cream and flowers and butterflies with us. It's true. So, just
1: like, you know, we try to keep things clean, this is not a political podcast, but, you know, politics and what's going on in the world and culture and, you know, all of that really comes to play in in every part of our lives. And it's actually been affecting our community a lot recently. So, that's going to be a big one. So, definitely. Stay, stay tuned for that.
0: And we'll also, yeah, and uh, I don't, did I say we were going to talk about doulas and the black, white, and in the middle thing? That That's pretty fun, too. Um, and TOLAC VBAC, uh, trial of labor after cesarean, vaginal birth after cesarean, because a lot of women are interested in that. We've gotten some feedback from the community. So we're looking forward to um, having an episode devoted totally to that. In addition to many other topics, Um, If you guys are interested, please give us that feedback and we'll we'll drive the truck whatever direction you want us to go in. There you go. So, yeah. So speaking of emails and feedback
1: um, today, we're going to answer an email from our friend Brittany.
0: Yes. An email from Brittany. Um, Hi, PR and Kate. First, I want to say I love the podcast. Thanks, girl. Yay. I appreciate the knowledge, authenticity, and humor you bring to the space of women's health. I have a topic slash question for a future episode, life as a, mid, as a CNM, or how does being a CNM, CNM, remember Certified Nurse Midwife, yep. impact or guide your life? I remember you saying in the first episode that it is a 24-7 job. So how do you manage your responsibilities outside of work? such as a family and mental health. Mental health. (laughs) I am considering applying to CNN programs, but I want to make sure I have a realistic view of the profession. That's a really smart move. Sometimes it seems you only hear about the duties of the profession, but not always the reality of it, if that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. It's a great question for someone who's interested. And sometimes we are enamored with something that we want to do and we don't do a full um, body of research on all aspects of it. So
1: let's dig in. Definitely. So thank you again, Brittany. Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for uh, your very thoughtful question. I think this is something that we could realistically talk about a ton um, just like anything else, but I'll start by saying that, um, There's lots of different types of, even within the CNM community, there's lots of different types of CNMs. So there are uh, midwives who do what we call full scope, which means you attend births. um, You also work in a clinic setting. So you do GYN, OB, the whole kit and caboodle. So that's kind of like what I do and what PR did for many, many years. Um, There's sort of like the clinic only or the hospital only midwives. There's midwives like laborists who only, um, attend births and don't do clinics. So all of those different things, um, are going to impact what your workload is like. Additionally, you know, if you work in a practice or if you own your own practice, um, what kind of practice it is, is it all midwives? Is it collaborative practice? So all of those things are going to make a big difference, um, in the impact on your life. But I would say in general, as someone who started as a brand new midwife, with a toddler and a six-week-old baby who was sick with RSV and hospitalized, it is a lot. It mm. is hard. Um, you know, I think I my biggest piece of advice would just be to try to be kind to yourself. I can tell you that I spent the whole first year of my career as a midwife not remembering anything about my newborn baby, about my toddler. I mean, really, it's a blur because I was just in pure survival mode. I think my body was just fight or flight, and I just kind of hit the ground running. Um, But something that I'm learning to do as I'm approaching my fourth year um, of midwifery is that uh, I'm trying to learn to be more flexible. PR always says, or less flexible, maybe, I guess, because PR always (laughs) says that I'm the palm tree and I just sway and I just do whatever anyone wants. I just, you know, move here or there and just kind of always go with the flow. And what happens is sometimes you have to stick up for yourself. You have to learn how to say no. You have to learn how to you know, maybe take on a few less uh, challenges and a few less, um, you know, pieces in your workload and focus really on yourself. So I am trying to do a little bit more of that, definitely. And for me, I think that uh, that comes along with, Uh, my vacations, with doing special things with my kids, with, you know, little things that I look forward to. Uh, I think when you're looking at becoming a midwife, looking at vacation, looking at how much time you're going to have off, if you're going to have post-call days off, uh, all of that's really, really important because you need all of that. You can't be going, 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 or you will burn out. Burnout is real. um, And I definitely think that that's an important thing to consider.
0: Burnout is very real and there's nothing worse than a mean midwife honestly there's nothing worse than a mean anything a mean nurse a mean midwife a Mm -hmm. mean doctor a mean mother a mean partner if you're just mean period for whatever reason that just makes everyone around you miserable and I think that it's really important self-care is for some people it is a radical act and you but you need to engage in it because if you can't if you haven't taken care of yourself you don't you can't take care of others and that's something that it's taking taken me way longer than 4 years of practice to learn it's taking it's taking me a lifetime to learn and so i'm trying to impart some of that onto kate because when i tell her you know you're like a a palm tree in the, in a hurricane wind just leaning all the way to the ground and then you come back well that's nice and that's good but then sometimes you know you snap and and then that's not so good. So I do want her to be just a little bit sturdy like a thick palm tree maybe. And then she leans a little. Still beautiful, still producing coconuts. <laughs> coconut I wish I had milk. a little bit more coconut. They're they're a little sad these days, but they look gorgeous. Your, cocon- your coconuts are awesome. <laughs> they look awesome. We ha- we must be grateful for who we are and what we are and 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 how we are. Basically, that's like step number one for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, I I became a midwife when my children were very young. And in fact, I gave birth to my last child when I was in school. And um, then my free time—it wasn't free. I didn't have free time, so I did. I took care of my family, my children, and you know, as my uh, tried to fulfill my role as a partner at wife at that time. And um and, of course, always trying to learn and, you know, perfect my craft and, and that kind of thing. And so all that to say is I'm divorced. Kate, <laughs> Kate is not. That, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, that's going to, it always ends in divorce. But I think that that's something very important to consider. If you have a weak relationship, it will it will fall apart because the, you have to be. You can't just be the only one committed to this. Doing this job is a calling, and you you are called. But then everyone comes along with you. That's right. In the in the position, don't you agree? What do you your think? children
1: become children of midwives, and your partners become partners of midwives, and that's just that's just how it goes. And and they come to understand it. Uh, You know, I was talking a little bit with PR earlier about this. There's this book called Mama Midwife. It's about a little mouse who actually is a home birth midwife, and she takes her daughter um, with her to a birth. And every time I read it to my kids, I cry because it's so beautiful. But it really helps my kids Realize that when I'm leaving them, I'm not just leaving them. It's not that I'm just have something better to do. It's that someone needs me and and that it's, it's my role. It's my job. And I like to think that as they get older, they're going to see that and, and see that I lived my passion to serve women and that that was important just as they're important.
0: I think that they definitely will. Um... But it all told, you know, children are humans and they're different. You know, my daughter has only known me as a midwife and she used to say, why do you have to always go help the ladies? Why can't you stay and help me? Well, that talk about tearing at your heart. Mm. And then my sons were kind of just do it. I don't care. I said, I'll be back here. I wrote them little notes in their lunch and in the mornings, this, I wish I could be here with you guys, that kind of thing. And, uh, and they were like okay thanks bye like <laughs> it, it it wasn't didn't have the same effect so it just kind of um it just kind of depends on um you know the people that you're dealing with everybody is sort of uh, different but you they sh- Kate is right they do become children of midwives their friends will ask questions for you to answer mm-hmm. um you are on call and you're answering questions and your partner is like Tell her she is not in labor. She's talking too much. It's three o'clock in the morning and she's talking too much. And just tell her to take a bath and go back to bed. So they start that's answering right. questions for you. That's right. And uh, everybody buys into it. And, you know, you need babysitting and you need all kinds of things to go on. Not from, your, true village. not from your partner because that's, they're his or her kids also. But, um, no, but when everybody's busy, all the parents are busy, then you need babysitting from the community and it does take a village and so everybody has to buy into this passion and this calling that you've, you know, that you've chosen. Yeah. And so that, you know, those are the kind of the main things. um, I would say with my partner, you know, You are gone
1: a lot, and especially when you're taking call, a lot of call shifts are 24 hours, which, you know, we all know isn't just 24 hours. It's the hour plus that it takes you to get there. If there's a change of shift birth, it's a couple hours in the morning. So, you know, you're really gone for sometimes almost like two days. And, um... For us, our balance is that my partner has something that he really loves and enjoys. Um, he is a mentor for a high school robotics team. And so he's gone for a lot and we really do a lot of give and take. So we it's a lot of scheduling. It's a lot of planning. Our Google calendar overfloweth. Um, but you know we make sure that not only do we each have time to be our own people and our best selves individually, but then when we're together... Um, we really try to make it count. We really try to make special plans mm-hmm. and special things to do and really enjoy each other. And at least in in my small amount of knowledge in my four years of being a midwife with a family, um what I've found is that you've really come to just truly enjoy your family and those moments. and an absence for me, at least definitely makes the heart grow fonder. So
0: it's the it's definitely the quality. So it's the quality of time with your family, it's the quality of t- you know one of my kids said to me once i said do you feel and this was one of my sons do you feel bad when i'm not around or you know when i come home how do you feel are are you good to see me and they said yeah we're good to see you you act like you haven't seen us in 10 years every time you come home <laughs> and so and they would see me pretty much daily there are some days i didn't come home but Um, you know, that's the thing you give them, you try to give the best quality that you can to whether it's your partner or your children or your family, because the time, the quantity is not necessarily going to be there. And that's something that's really important. There's a gap, you know, there's a gap of time. You are not there all the time. So for your partner, you know, there's a lot of leeway there. And if your relationship, like I said, if it's weak, it's not gonna hold out. It's not going to hold on. Right. So. And and
1: going back to that quality time piece when you are starting to be super snippy with your family or short with your kids or short with you know the woman who's calling you when you're on call that is a good note to yourself to self reflect and say what have i done as far as self care goes, do I need a vacation? Do I need some time off? Do I just need? Do you know, I need a nap? Yeah, exactly, a nap. Do <laughs> just I need like to a cranky baby binge watch some Netflix? You know, whatever you need, you you need to really self reflect. If you find that you're being grumpy, it's time to to change something up. Um, and a, and along those lines too, I think all of this that. It, You know, when when it's said and done, you're away a lot. It's a really demanding job. And so you have to absolutely love it to your core. And I know a lot of people who have gone through midwifery school, who've passed their boards, who've started working and said, what the hell did I do? Yes. And immediately went back to school for something else or changed their backed out. Exactly. (laughs) Because you find that if you don't really have that drive, that passion, that spark for women really 24 seven, it's hard to keep it going. Cause, th- cause there are days when you'll look at yourself and say, "Why am I doing this? Am I making a Why difference?" Why am I
0: so ugly? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, because your hair is busted up and everything's busted up. But yeah, no, I that's would, not. That's I always say what you I say. look like a,
1: a sea witch or, say, or a no, trash witch. Or no, you
0: say that was a beautiful birth, but let me tell you, it will have sucked a lot of your oxygen reserve. And, and you did it because you love doing it, but then you have to replenish. You can't just keep draining the tank and not replenishing. That's
1: right. And, and we were talking earlier about how people will say, well, how many babies did you catch on your shift? And it's yeah. like sometimes <laughs> you didn't catch a damn baby, not a one, <laughs> right. but you literally didn't close your eyes for 24 right. hours. You were running around. That phone wouldn't stop going off. You wanted to chuck it out a window. I
0: just asked you that about last night's call. I said, you know, yeah. what were you doing? She said, I answered a thousand phone calls. A
1: Thousand. You think of you think of any time you out there listener have ever needed to call your healthcare provider, and think of how big of a practice you're working for, and that means that at any time in my practice there could be literally thousands of women that might need something, and yeah. whether it's a UTI or whether it's bleeding or whether it's a yeast infection or whether it's you know some postpartum complication, whatever it is, it is your responsibility. You are there. You're the first call that's that's getting those calls, and um. And it's hard. You know, sometimes you get that call in the middle of the night and you're like, why is this person calling me about this silly question? But that's when you have to take a moment, deep breathe, make sure that you answer them kindly because we have to meet women where they are.
0: We do. You you do have to. That's the whole premise, basically, of the work that we do is meeting everyone where they are and trying to get them to be them their best selves, whether that's physically from a health perspective or emotionally mentally and you know we have to take care of ourselves emotionally and mentally also Brittany was mentioning the the whole mental piece of it. Um, we have to try to maintain a healthy state ourselves in order to be able to give that to others and so and I know I know some crazy people out there that are need to get some <laughs>
1: and get some attention that's true and we spend so much and of our should, life
0: and that's not you know I'm, be, I'm making a joke no. by saying crazy and I, that's not a diagnosis and I'm it is some people would even consider it to, to some degree derogatory but so, there's just some people in need
1: right and I think the most important thing is we're giving 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 that's what our job is and so you know just like Lizzo says you deserve to feel good as hell so you make other people feel good as hell. You make sure you make time to make yourself feel good as hell, and and that's it. and And you do what you love. And if you don't love it, find another job because there's a million gajillion jobs out there.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there's some, my, as my mom says, every there's a lid for every pot. So there's, you know, something that you need to, if you find a job and you're doing it and you have passion about it, it doesn't even feel like a job. That's right. So I get up and I go to work and in the middle of the night, someone calls me and they're like, uh, you know, they're telling me I'm having contractions and probably eight, nine times out of 10, my reaction is a baby's coming. Like I get, <laughs> I'm like, a baby is coming. Like, oh. this is something good. Um it probably If I don't have that reaction, it's because already three babies came <laughs> and I haven't slept at all. And that's part of the job. Yeah. But um, I don't, you know, I, I don't mind going to work. I really don't mind working. And that's because I have passion for the work that I do. That's right. And I think that that's the most important thing about this. This is a hard job. We don't do it for the money. I'll tell you that. We're not you know, that's a whole nother episode mm-hmm. to talk about, you know, pay equity. And and I, I have an issue with capitalism and healthcare. I think that they, those two is not really a good recipe, a good mix. But that's a like I said, that's another topic um, but we're not in it definitely not for the money because we're not high earners on that on, or the glory because a lot of ladder. people don't
1: even care you could you could be pushing on their back for six hours and that baby's there and and you're a speck of dust they don't even see you but you know what that's good because it's not about you right um but you gotta just you gotta love what you do for sure yeah you
0: do you're doing it because of the love you know you see people and they think that they um you think that they'll recognize you because they don't have a million babies. And, like, I, I spent a lot of time with her. They're like, you look familiar, but I don't know. I don't Did we used to work together at Macy's? <laughs> Not really.
1: Okay, so thanks again, Brittany, for your awesome email. We've gotten so many awesome emails and messages from people, and we really encourage you guys to keep reaching out to us. We want to hear your questions, comments, whatever kind of topics you want to talk about. So if you'd like to send us an email, you can reach us at midwifecrisispodcast at gmail.com. As well as the Midwife Crisis Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to follow us.
0: We'd like to thank, speaking of all of this, our families and partners and children. Big ups. Our village. We'd like to thank our village. We'd like to thank um, Rev Kev and Baobab Studios. All righty then. Until the next time, wash your hands. Be good. I'm mm-hmm. sorry.